What's up, guys? This is a non-business podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions that's no one's business. Now, it is my mission to bring you inspiring soaring talent from the heart. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome it. And I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let the show begin. All right, so guys, I got Christy Dad on again. We had her on like over a year ago, and me and Christy have just stayed connected. You know, she is such a inspiring woman. So I really hope you guys get something out of this. In this episode, we talk about what she has gone through through this pandemic and how she went from traveling 20 days out of the month to being stuck in her home and what that has done for her and her lifestyle changes in her new career path. You know, we talk about the hierarchy of values and what's really, really important to you. So we go deep again in this interview. So please share this with a friend, a loved one, and whoever else. And just real quick, if you guys are looking for some amazing pride apparel or just anything else, then head on over to eastcoasttags.com and get 10% off using the promo code none of your business. That's all one word. Right now, East Coast Tags has an amazing pride line going out for all of your pride needs so if you want to go rock some pride for pride month or any time of the year because you can rock it any time of the year that's yeah but especially next month go over to eastcoasttags.com and use the promo code none of your business for 10% off guys if you want to go support my podcast go buy some apparel at eastcoasttags.com and use the promo code none of your business all one word and get 10% off so go support an amazing business and an amazing podcast over at eastcoasttags.com so I'm going to let you guys dive into this episode and real quick just go over to my Instagram and follow me at Robert Delude. go over to Apple Podcast and leave a review and a rating and take a screenshot and Tag me on Instagram with it. And most importantly, go find Christy Data at Christy Data on Instagram. And I love you guys. Please share this with a friend, a loved one, somebody who's struggling right now. I would very much appreciate it. They would very much appreciate it. We're all going through hard times just trying to survive, guys. I love you. Three. All right. So welcome, Christy, back to None of Your Business Podcast. Um, How are you? Hi. I'm so good. This is so fun. I feel like it's been 10 years, but it's only been like a few months since we've chatted. Right. I think it's actually been a year. Well, no way. since the last time that I you were on, I think it's been a year. Cool. Well, thanks for having me back. I'm super, super grateful. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, we've stayed connected and keep going on. 
you know, like during this pandemic, like, what are you doing? And like, what lifestyle changes have you had to sacrifice? Wow. It has been for me quite eye-opening and quite the journey of self-discovery of what I really, truly want to be doing. Um, for, for your listeners, I, um, was formerly a full-time traveling medical device sales rep. So, you know, all over the U S in and out of hospitals, rental car centers, airports, nonstop, like probably 20 days out of the month I'm on the road, if not more. And that came to a screeching halt literally overnight. And it's, um, at first it was like, oh, a little like odd because I'm so particular about, you know, when I travel, where I'm traveling, what's going on. And it's my schedule is just like, like a checklist, like it's super organized. And now it's like, I have all of this time and I've had a lot of extra time to really focus on the things that I'm loving and I get to do and I choose to do. Um, one is, you know, the nutrition company I partner with and helping people really focus on their health, especially at a time like this. So they can be supportive, not only to themselves, but the communities that they're involved with. And my heart goes out to, and just want to say thank you to all the frontline healthcare workers. Um, thank you for what you do. I, I, I can't imagine what they get to see on a day-to-day basis. And I'm also really focusing on, you know, beginning to launch my coaching business and it's centered around determining your values. And it's really something I've, I probably just have made excuses not to start if I'm going to be really raw and real. Um, because as you know, with what, what you value most, you make time for, you take the time to focus on and learn about and expand. And my greatest excuse was always like, oh, I'm traveling. I'm so busy. I, I just da, 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 da. And I think one of the biggest self-discoveries during the pandemic for me was I was addicted to just being busy and just continuing to speed up that hamster wheel of going nowhere faster and faster and faster. So why do you think you were addicted to being busy? Like what, why do you think that was? It definitely was a way to avoid and distract myself from really coming face to face with some of the things that I needed to face in my own personal life about worthiness and enoughness of who the heck am I to talk to people about nutrition? Who the heck am I to coach somebody on understanding how important knowing your hierarchy of values is? Who the heck am I? I'm just, I've a, I'm just a medical device rep that likes to work out a lot. Like it just was a lot of those things. So if I kept busy all the time or distracting myself with doing other things, then I wouldn't have to be like, okay, why do I feel this way? Why am I not pushing myself with the things that I actually really love and continuing to be addicted and subjecting myself to the same consistent hamster wheel comfort zone habits? Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, that actually, that doesn't surprise me, but surprise me, surprises me coming from you being 45 years old and getting on the stage. 47. Okay. Yes. But weren't you 45 when you first got on the stage? Yeah. First time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yes, being 47 and like being, to me, it seems like, you know what you're talking about. Like, and you're so dedicated. Like every time I talk to you about nutrition or anything, like it gives me, I'm like, oh man, I just, I gotta go eat healthier. And like, yes, it's been a year since we last recorded and I am shamely uh, going to admit that my eating habits have gotten healthier, but good. Not, 
I was thinking about that today. I'm like, man, I, I'm not doing the greatest since the last time we talked, uh, but I'm doing better. So, Good. you know, that one, a really big eye opener for, for me and lots of people like this excellent in shape woman who is on the corporate level in and out of hospitals knows very well educated and still having self-doubt like who the fuck am i who's gonna listen to me so with your coaching business and building those hierarchy of values like how did you get to understanding the importance of values so i kind of every year i pick um i'm very i love personal development like i'm crushing hard on trevor moad right now if you guys don't know who he is he is the author of it takes what it takes um i'm plugging him because i no no affiliation or anything other than i think his his stuff is amazing um and it really was super eye-opening some of the things that he talked about in his book um but i'm i'm very much a big fan of personal development and uncovering some of the things that i would like to exp grow in my own personal life and a lot of that has to evolve around leadership and coaching and, you know, just developing team and just the, the psychology and the neurology behind a lot of that stuff. So every year I pick one event to go to by myself. I go by myself. I don't bring friends or anything else. So about four or five years ago, I was living in Denver at the time. And I chose to, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to a Dr. John Martini. And he had one of his nightly seminars where you come and sit for like an hour. He does a little overview of what he talks about and things were just starting to like pop for me. And I was like, I, I want to go to this event. I want to see what the, and it was called the breakthrough experience. And I loved it. And I met a few different, amazing, incredible mentors there and decided to get certified in what he calls determining your hierarchy values, because as we were doing that smaller segment in the course that, or the event, the seminar I went to that weekend, I was like, wow, how long have not only myself, but so many other people been on that hamster wheel, banging their head against the wall. And, you know, I'll just, for example, if it's a, like a weight loss person, how many different diets they've tried, how many different things they've done to try and lose weight and they yo-yo diet, or they've tried lost, gained, or gained even more like the, the, the circus, right? So it just came down to truly understanding and taking the blinders off of the shoulding that goes on in society. Like you should be this person, you should do this. Or if you want to have like person X, Y, Z, you have to be like this or need to be like this. And just the heaviness of that and shifting this, the, the language and the thoughts that you have, it just started to open up my mind. And I sat and went through the process and went through the course and the training and the certification. I'm like, wow, this was really eye-opening. And I wonder how many people would benefit from this. And so recently, um, since we can't do events and we can't go to places and do all these things, um, I found a lot of success with creating small, small little mini challenge groups. And I have one going on right now. And some of my um, colleagues have done the same thing. And I have, they've invited me to come in and talk about this. And watching on Zoom, human beings, like you can see it in their physiology, like they sit up a little straighter, they, they're leaning in to listen a little bit more, their eyes are opening, there's cracking smiles, like things are starting to click for them. And it's a, just a perception and an understanding of, wow, I can really live an inspired life 
by paying attention to what lights me up personally, not what people think I should be doing or what I should be doing according to somebody else's values, right? So that's, that's where it all came about. And so for me, and it shifted recently, this has been an eye-opener for me, my highest values have shifted. Originally, they were fitness, wellness, nutrition was my number one. I show up like that. You see me like that on social media. I'm always doing a workout, talking about workouts, nutrition, wellness. And number two for a while was business building and wealth creation. And then three was community. And I did a quick inventory. I do a, a check-in with my values every six months. And I noticed, I'm like, something's misaligned. Like I'm not seeing this, but taking a, a step back and observing my behavior and how I just naturally show up, community became number two, business and wealth became number three. Because I saw myself constantly, you know, let's go do a group workout and I'd have five to 10 people show up or let's go do something fun fitness wise. So I could tell like my highest value was being served, but my community was moving up. And that's how my women's empowerment event company, the girl gang evolution started. So it was fulfilling my business, you know, need and then creating community, but it was also about fitness, wellness, and nutrition. So it's been a pretty exciting year since you and I have talked, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So <clears throat> if you were going to, you know, have somebody sign up with you, like, and they can take the, and build those same values, like, what would you ask them? So I wouldn't want, I mean, if their values are similar to mine, fantastic, but it's a uniqueness, just like it, our DNA is completely unique to us, unless you're an identical twin. Um, but there's a process that I take them through. First, I get them to recognize specific language that they may be consistently using. And then I bring them through um, a 13 um, questionnaire, 13 different questions that we go through them, answer three answers to each one, and then we tally them up. And then you can recognize in all of these 13 different questions how they relate to all seven areas of your life, what seems to be most popular and what's popping up and how people speak. And you can tell also when people start to talk more about the things they love to do, get to do, choose to do versus the have tos, ought tos, and shoulds. And you can see when you're physically talking to somebody, the energetic shift in how they, their, their vocation, how they talk, how their eyes light up, they crack a smile, or they're just really kind of sunken in, contracted and heavy. Mm -hmm. So that's the process. Um, we would be here for two or three hours if we went through all 13 questions. <laughs> But that's how I get them to uncover it. And yeah. then the next spot and the next steps after that, it's like, okay, now that you know, where have you shown up? Where have you, you know, lit, lit up in these areas? And how can we create action steps and goals to continue for you to develop new habits of love to get to choose to that you can carry on through life and watch what expands and grows for you. And I also have a technique where I can teach them how to, if they want to shift a value and move it up how they can do a linking process as well. Can you explain to us what that looks like? So let's just say for yourself, you had mentioned like, God, you know, I should be eating a little bit better. And so, you know, I know how important your health is to you because I know your history. And with your wanting to move it and shift it up just a little bit, I would go, I would have you write down 150 things or more benefits to why shifting that 
importance of better nutrition is how would you show up for your relationships, your family, your friends? What would your energy look like? What would you feel like in the gym? And just have you do it because as neural, like a new neural pathway is being created as you're writing it repeatedly, 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 because you're seeing it, you're writing it, you're, you know, you're constantly thinking about it. So you're creating that new link to shift that value into a different position. Mm. It's a process, but it's worth it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's and then sometimes as you evolve, you know, your values aren't the same. My values were not the same at 27 now at 47 because you're no. a different person then, right? Absolutely. So they're always evolving and moving into different spaces. So it's good to check them out and change the, you know, go through the 13 questions. I do it every six months, the beginning of the year, and I'm due to do it again in June. Mm. And man, is it going to be different this time around after our pause worldwide, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about the pause worldwide and- <laughs> these habits like you are in a different city almost every night or yeah something whatever you're always on the go yep and now that you're homebound mm -hmm. like what does your morning routine look like okay every morning i'm up i have a for for a child that's actually sitting at my feet right now <laughs> so he is the first on the list to get taken care of like take care of the dog and then i actually grab like my adaptogenic herbs and my greens, I mix that up and I start drinking that. And then I actually sit at my desk. I will pull my crystals out. I pull out my two different journals and then I put on some um, incredibly just meditative, high vibing music. And then I just write for 30 minutes. I have two different journals. One is my future casting journal and one is my gratitude journal. And that is a non-negotiable for me. That happens every morning. And I do not pick up my phone and look at any of it. I look at it to turn the alarm off and that's it. And then it goes back down for the first minimum 30 to 45 minutes of my morning. Mm. I like that. I try and not pick up my phone. I try. Like I'm, I go on this wave of like, I can pick up my, not pick up my phone for 45 minutes before I wake yeah. up or I'm like crawling out of bed and I'm on Instagram. I'm like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. like, this is not healthy. And especially with this pandemic going on, like, I'm just like, oh, look at my phone. But if my phone is in the other room, I won't take the 45 second walk to go <laughs> get it. But if it's in front of me <laughs> on my great. desk, I will look at it. I don't know, a hundred times in an hour. Yeah. For no reason. Just because I'm just trying to escape. I'm trying to escape. And then I, then I get on Instagram and everyone's talking about the pandemic. And then I get on interviews and, every, and we're talking about the pandemic. And then I go outside and everyone's wearing a mask. And it's just like, I'm not escaping anything. I think that I'm escaping. And uh, I finally got a goal board hanging up in my office. Nice. Now. I was going to ask you what's on the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So it's my goals. And then my shit to do list today. And I don't know if you can see it, but my not really. is, I haven't done any of those things except okay. for I'm doing a podcast right now. So that's one out of the five things. But I, I try, you know, I, I like to pray. I like to meditate. I like now I'm go for a walk um, and, you know, just work on my self-development, work on my self-care. Like this, you know, my podcast is a self-improvement podcast. So I like if I'm not practicing what I'm preaching, then I'm just a fucking hypocrite. So could be one way to look at it, or you could, or it's something that, you know, you need to maybe take a look at your values and see where, where they're aligning and where you're shitting on yourself. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
that's interesting that's interesting mm-hmm. you know yeah hmm that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> it is and now you just got me huh you got me thinking you got me thinking so <clears throat> since you know you you're out of a job right now mm-hmm. what have you learned from that so many things so gratefully i'm not furloughed or laid off unfortunately i did lose 80 percent plus of my income being in medical sales and what i particularly sell those types of surgeries have been put on pause as well um it's really given me a moment to take a deep breath and really say thank you for the opportunities that i've had the travel that i get to do and really recognize that I've been, I was given a really big gift. Like, even though it was stressful and hard and frustrating at times and just, you know, downright like sucked, I hated it at certain days. It's, it was my livelihood and it gave me money is just an exchange of energy in my opinion. And yes, it has value and, you know, we need it to buy things, but it was my ability to choose, right? It was my ability and it gave me the choice to go to fitness classes, the choice to hire a personal trainer, the choice to be able to have high quality nutrition. And from that perspective, I'm very grateful of it, but it also opened my eyes to it's not what I want to do anymore. It's really not in my highest values to sacrifice my personal time and well-being for somebody else's dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when, uh, like yesterday, we started phase one in Montana of reopening stuff back up. Nice, uh, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's it's coming around. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I I try and stay away from the media because it's the media. Agree. Uh, but isn't New York like one of the worst cities like right now? It still is. And I mean, rightly so. We have a very densely populated small area. Yes. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, I'm not a political person. I couldn't even tell you what half the CNN channels and news channels say because I refuse to watch it. Um, I get little snippets here and there from my roommate, and he's my favorite filter because he knows what to say and what not to say with me or leave out the stuff that doesn't really matter. Um, it's I'm sure the hospitals here and from, you know, connecting with my surgeons just to make sure they're safe and okay. The hospitals have been hit really, really hard here for me, where I live in Brooklyn, New York, it's, it's been pretty easy going, to be honest. You know, when we go to the grocery stores, there's toilet paper, there's food, there's nobody going bananas and buying like shelves and shelves of craziness at all. Like it's really quite calm. Most people are very respectful. I can walk outside without a mask if I choose to, to walk my dog, um, I'm able to run in the park, and it's it's been actually quite nice. I mean, the streets are definitely much less crowded, um, but other than that, I don't feel like it's impacted me personally the way that maybe it has in other parts of the city. I can't speak to Manhattan because I haven't been. It's crazy. I live in the city in the, one of the most incredible cities in the world, and I don't even know what's going on two streets away. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, so I moved, um, a couple of months ago to Mm -hmm. Missoula to work in a treatment center. Um, basically 
helping kids that were just like me when I was that age. And like, I love that. what's that? I said, I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. And like it, this pandemic, the only thing that has personally affected me was that my gym is closed. Mm, yeah. And like, I'm grateful that I have a job and I'm grateful that like, I still like a big part of me staying sober is helping other people. So I'm grateful mm. that like, even my job, I can still help people and still do that. But like, I can't even imagine like these parents that like they have to go to work and then the schools are closed so now they don't have a babysitter the babysitter is closed and the parents that don't have an deemed essential job like what is going on like you know yeah i understand completely situation like it's absolutely crazy but i'm glad not glad thank you for the actual the inside news of what's happening in brooklyn (laughs) so uh but it's tough. Like I have a lot of friends, you know, the majority of my friends here in New York city are in the fitness world and their plan B's were waiting tables or covering a couple bar shifts and they don't even have the plan B. Um, and I think that's what I love. What I love to do most is open people's eyes to how nutrition can become an income producing asset. Mm -hmm. Um, and also get, keep them healthy. But the other thing is, you know, I think it's, it's forced people to really take a look at with the gyms and everything else being closed, like take a look at, you know, what you had. So when it does come back, you have a greater appreciation for it. And it's going to be a really slow go. Like I, I think about this all the time. Like I probably won't be going back to work until at the end of the summer, if I really have to be honest, because sales reps are considered non-essential and they, you know, who knows that they, they will have to go through a whole wide range of tests for COVID, I'm sure, before I can go stand in an operating room again. And yeah, I mean, it's just been a moment in time where I've actually been able to really get clear on what I want for the rest of my, for the second half of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's crazy. So how can somebody use nutrition as a second income? Well, first you'd have to call me and we talk, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm aligned with a company that's been around for 18 years. They've done it right. High integrity, high quality products. And, you know, first and foremost, if you're looking to change something about your nutrition or you're struggling with something in your health, it's a conversation. And if you're open to a possibility of seeing something a little bit differently, then I can talk to you about that as well. It's really, I love what I get to do because it's not for everybody, but for the people that absolutely love it, they can do whatever they want with it. It's kind of the mentality of what you put into it is what you get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like for the people that listening, Christy, like just watching your Instagram, like you do know what you're talking about and were you, just, I know this is kind of holy, probably not the, whatever. I'm still going to say it. Do uh, it. You do, you are really strict about your diet, but did I see you like eating cheesecake or something the other day? It was a slice of pizza. Slice of pizza. That's it. Okay. You know, <laughs> you still have your, you still eat healthy, but then you have a cheat day or whatever you call it. So to be honest, I, you know, 
I don't eat pizza regularly. One, dairy is not my friend. So thank God for the digestive enzymes that I take. <laughs> but I, I love, I, I love a good slice of pizza. And, you know, that post about me eating a slice of pizza was more about recognizing, um, my fear of food. I struggled with an eating disorder all through college mm -hmm. and it's popped up its ugly head every once in a while. Yeah. The, the not necessarily the intensity of the actual physical form of bulimia, but it's also been the mindset, the oh you can't eat that, that's bad. Oh my god, what you're not there's gyms aren't open, you can't do it whereas I've really worked my rear end off to recreate of my relationship with food instead of being afraid of it or viewing it as the enemy or as the dictator of my self-worth. Yeah. So that was the message behind the slice of pizza post. Gotcha. And with your uh, history of your eating disorder, like with this pandemic, like what uh, you kind of just talked about with the gyms being closed and stuff, but what, what else has been going on? Like, is, has anything like triggered that or almost triggered that or like thoughts not really, to be honest, mm. because I'm so focused now on, God, I need to be healthy. I, I just, there's no room for the other things. Make the choices that keep your health in line, especially now, because having a compromised immune system and, you know, I mean, to be quite honest, I probably was exposed. I mean, I was in high risk places before it was like official shutdown, flying yeah. on airplanes, going to hospitals where sick people are. Yeah. And just really realizing, like, I only—you only get one go around with this, and meaning this, meaning life, and yeah. I'm gonna do everything I humanly possibly can to make sure I'm healthy for as long as I can be, because mm -hmm. it's never guaranteed, right? You can only do the take the action steps to get to the place that you want to be with it. And don't get me wrong, like the slice of pizza, great. The next day didn't feel my best but I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up over it. Um, I'm very lucky that I have a lot of friends in the fitness world <laughs> that are on they're doing zooms workouts and some other things that I'm absolutely loving. And I picked up running again. I never thought I would, but I did. So it's kind of shifted how I view everything, yeah. like just be in the present moment and, you know, to all the people out there, have the slice of pizza every once in a while. Have the piece of cake if you're celebrating somebody's birthday. You know, I've been on both ends of the spectrum from not being able to look at food and then if I did eat it, it didn't last long to weighing and measuring and, you know, making sure it was just the right amount just to have this specific look for competitions. Like I've been on both ends and it's, I'm loving where I'm at with just staying consistent every day with what feels good. And I'm not craving the crap, like at all. That's awesome. So you're telling me while this the world is shut down, <laughs> you don't have to go in the your behaviors of binging and purging. So for anyone who's listening and might be struggling, no, nope. there's living proof. So yeah, awesome. it's uh, and it's never about the food. It's never mm. about the food. What is it about them? For me, it was when everything else in my life felt the only thing I could control what was going in and out of my mouth. Yeah, absolutely. And I latched onto that feeling 
and to that need and have to, and oh my God, everything around me is falling apart, but I sure as heck can control this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's usually, I mean, in most cases, I would say it's about control. Yeah. Well, the things that you do, you can control now, your, your coaching business that you just launched, like, where do you see that going? Sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. Whatever I can do with it, hopefully, you know, it turns into, I mean, I had a podcast and it was mostly geared around, I still have it, um, just haven't done another season. It's geared around um, fitness competitions because that's that's the space I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, jumping back on the podcast and really developing some online programs for people to understand it more. Maybe some, you know, speaking engagements, we'll see. But, you know, as of right now, there's, I don't know because we don't know what's going to be available. Right. So all I'm doing is, you know, for me, it's one human at a time when it comes to my coaching business. And if it turns into something bigger and greater than a yay, because I'm all for human beings finally figuring it out or getting aligned with what makes them happy because it just, it has this butterfly trickle effect. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so you have not all the time in the world now, but now that you're home, I'm busier than ever. Really? Oh my God. Busier than ever. Okay. What do you I mean? I feel like, I feel like the minute I chose to step into developing myself as a better leader, as a better coach, um, and really cultivating my highest values my five-star experience challenge. We're in the last week of the challenge to this week. Um, we, the first one we started with 19 people and in three weeks we went to 115. Oh, what? Yeah. 115 people. And I love creating community and collaborating. So I would bring in, you know, fitness coaches and mindset coaches and just sharing what other people are about because, you know, my girl gang evolution company is on hold because it's actually in-person events. I'm yeah. actually thinking of creating a virtual event here shortly. It's been on the, on the back burner, <laughs> Ooh, um, but it's, uh, it's, I've been busier than ever, like just checking in first and foremost, like really reaching out to people. And I think that's, that's the big thing that this is, even though it's screen time and it's, that's all we have, it's still people crave connection. And they crave community. So with these challenge groups that I've got going, I want to teach other people how to do it, whatever space they're in, whether it's a fitness space or, you know, a a life coaching space, whatever it is. If you're a gym owner and you want to, you know, keep your members engaged, I would love to teach people how to do this because it has truly changed me in three weeks, truly changed me what's happening with human beings. And I think when we take a step back and look at people as human beings, not just numbers or statistics or this type of worker and really truly understand that we all breathe and bleed the same and come from that space and that mindset of talking to people, it's yeah. been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. What, <clears throat> excuse me. What, uh, not what, how is being a good leader positive or not, not positive? What can you get out of being a good leader is how I should have worded that. 
it's not about me. It's not about you. Mm. You're so you're serving other people. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about, it's about giving somebody permission to really step into who they are, whether they choose leadership, whether they choose motherhood, whether they choose whatever their thing is, it's giving people the space and grace to really develop who they want to be as a human being. And it may not be leadership. It could just be a better, I mean, leadership is such a big buzzword and, uh, and just thing right now, but it's about being able to give, like give people the, Oh, wow. If she can do it, I can do it kind of vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your struggle can be somebody else's path to success. Exactly. So very well said. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with that on my own. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not original by any means. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like that. And through you know, this, the last three weeks of your life, how have you maybe changed your leadership style? Wow, that's such a good question. I finally feel like a guide versus a, I hate the God, I don't want to be like dictator, but like just instead of telling people what they should be doing or have to be doing or need to be doing, I'm giving them the opportunity to discover for themselves what works best for them, but giving them some guidelines and just guiding them in the process, allowing them to fail because we, that's how we learn. Absolutely. And that was another big lesson. Like I have failed so much in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And if I hadn't failed, I wouldn't have learned anything but giving them the opportunity to fail, but then also reaching my hand down to help them stand back up, but realize that I can't do it for them. Mm -hmm. Can't do it for them. I can't want it more than the person wants it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're sinking on a ship mm -hmm. and we come with a lifeboat and throw you a life raft, if you don't grab it, then what the fuck's the point? It's kind of... um. And I've learned to really, I guess the other thing with leadership, I've really learned what my vision is for my future and who I want to surround myself, what I want my community to look like, my team to look like, and the people that I want to like, you know, learn from. And I think that's really shifted who I've, you know, really reached out to or who I've tried to align myself with versus just trying to be all things to all people. Mm. Cause then I'm can't get, then I won't get anywhere. Yeah. And the people that I'm trying to serve won't get the best of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're being a chameleon, you can't be your authentic self and people see that shit. Oh, for sure. Man. And you know, I just through, especially this podcast journey, like I think I wouldn't want to interview someone. <laughs> And then like their posts on Instagram or wherever they say the exact same, like something opposite from they said like three weeks ago or just something doesn't line up. And I'm like, you're that's bullshit. You might have X like a hundred thousand, 300,000 followers, whatever, but 
to me, you sound bullshit. So I'm not going to have you on. I don't, I want real people mm-hmm. because, you know, and especially talk, especially in times like these where I can sit down, I'm in Hel- or Missoula, Montana, and you're in New York and we can have this conversation and be real with each other. Like that's, what's important to me. Mm-hmm. So if you were one of us just being fake to each other, like sure you would call bullshit on me and i would probably call bullshit on you and not we probably wouldn't be on the podcast exactly exactly (laughs) exactly so so i know you know right now is kind of hard to imagine what your perfect day would look like but if you could wake up and be in the perfect place and have the perfect day what would that look like so good um I wouldn't I would definitely be in one of my three favorite cities. It'd be either New York, Austin, or um I'm kind of loving on Miami a little bit. It's weird. <laughs> um I would be surrounded by the human beings that support, challenge, love teach um and just laugh with it like those are the people i want to be surrounded with and we'd collectively be making an impact on the planet in a positive way like that yeah like that so you got this coaching program Mm -hmm. you got your nutrition business yep like where can people do they just reach out to you on Instagram, Facebook? Do you have a website? Like where can people find you? So I have a couple different things. Um, you can definitely reach me on Instagram. Send me a D- slide into the DMs, as they say, <laughs> at Christy Data. I'm also Christy Data on um, Facebook. And then you can also check out my website, ChristyData.com. It is still sort of under construction, but you can go there and click on the link and you can schedule a 15 free 15 minute discovery call with me to see if what I do can help you. And I would love for anybody to chime in and let's see if it works for you. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you could talk to the younger version of yourself and you could tell them about this pandemic, what would you tell them? Like so good. So we had in my five-star challenge group, we had an incredible um, licensed therapist. She's a trauma specialist and she deals with generational trauma and how you can integrate that because it attaches to your DNA and you can pass it down generation to generation. And so she did this and she talked about children and how parents can communicate with their children because this is considered a trauma, right? I mean, all of a sudden their world going to play dates and school and all the things have completely stopped. Um, so if I were a parent today to children today, cause I've never had kids myself or, you know, talking to my younger self, if that were the case, I would say, this is not your fault. This is an adult thing. It's going to be okay. Things will be different, but it's going to be okay. I like that. Yeah. All right. And what's your message to the world? Oh, God, just, you know, 
<laughs> Take a deep breath. Get quiet. And just step into gratitude for where you are right now. And I know that may be hard for some people to swallow, like, oh, that's easy for you to say. I don't have my job. I just lost my job. I can't pay my rent or I, I just got my car repossessed. Like, I know that that may be it, like for some people, but there's always a moment of gratitude. Like you woke up today, you have food on the table, you have clean running water, you have availability, you know, medical help, like just sit in some gratitude for, you know, five things, five things. The minute that you get in that space that it's like, what was me? How about what, what are you grateful for? I really think that that shifts a lot of people's energy. Mm, I love it. I love it. Right on. Thank <laughs> you.